Oregon's one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. Powered by the Portland Gear Store and Guardian Games, this is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. And without further ado, your hosts, Ben and David. I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Alan. And you're listening to the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I think we enjoyed our first episode with Alan Miller, one of the owners of the Portland Pickles. He's back again. Yep, we didn't run him off, which is surprising. (laughs) He's still here recording live with us in the Guardian Games studio, and uh, he got to experience the mecca of... Uh, Portland gaming in here as he walked in, and it was it was interesting. It's awesome! I, I was really impressed. I, I I didn't realize that there were places like this where people come out and 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 talk to people and compete without video screens and without any cajoling. They agreed to sponsor us, so we're happy. <laughs> yeah, that, it was right? amazing. It was fantastic. <laughs> so thank you, Guardian Games. Appreciate your sponsorship and uh, helping out with the podcast. So uh, let's jump back right in uh, with Alan Miller here, owner of the Portland Pickles. And uh, so, Alan, um, let's let's dive into your with uh, Collide mm-hmm. and um, you uh, according to the research that I saw formed the Collide Sports mm-hmm. section with um, with John Ryan, the punter for the Seattle Seahawks what you got you into this forming of the sports section and how'd you guys form that relationship? Yeah, well, I spend my weekends calling all the punters in the NFL and saying I was interested in doing <laughs> things awesome. Uh, it's Martin Gramatica, who like <laughs> like yeah. out of football Tampa now. Bay, yeah. <laughs> we we uh, it's 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 interesting. As I was sort of you know talking about before, is I, at some at a certain point I was like I have to get in this game. I have to I have to figure out. I need to be an owner in some capacity. I need need to I need this outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I at, at the time I um I I, I was introduced and I, I with a sort of an agent in the in the field, um, and he. And he would help me say, oh, here are opportunities. Oh, you, you, here's something in Missoula. Here's something in Wenatchee. Here's something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kept kind of trying and working through things. And then at some point, it's like, there's this guy that you need to meet uh, that is very weird like you. And all he wants to do are these weird teams and weird markets and get involved. In, and he's kind of a celebrity. And you guys should just team up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I called John. And John has <laughs> a professional football player and Super Bowl champion. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is. He spends, whenever he has time outside of football, he's at a minor league park. And from when he played in Green Bay to going out and seeing all kinds of you know leagues there to, it, to all over the place. And he is obsessed with it similarly to I am and mm-hmm. we had you know about a 10 minute conversation and said hey you, you want to go on this together he's like yeah I'm like okay let's go <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome easy and simple <laughs> and then we started doing that so it's been uh, it's it's been a great friendship and partnership and we're you know we're we're keeping it going tell us a funny story about him <sighs> uh, a funny story about John uh, John has superhuman powers okay. uh, John, just because you, besides being able to punt a football sixty yeah. yards, I, yeah. and I kind of think it goes hand in hand. Uh, but he's one of the greatest beer drinkers I've ever seen. <laughs> Fits right in down here. Right? I yeah. can't. And oh, he's very popular here. But I, I, I learned very early on that I, I'm just not going to be able to compete. I'm just going to have to. Can't knock him back. At a certain point, I'm just going to have to this. And and it doesn't matter how much he drinks because he'll be up and working out in the gym. It's you know seven a.m. And, and crushing it. Wow. And so he is a. 
he is a super super powerful human and and uh, and honestly I mean he is a really good partner and he does he is very skilled in understanding nuances of the game and and he's in a he's in a fantasy team a fantasy keeper baseball league where uh you know he gets to you know he and and it's it's there's a lot of research and mm-hmm. time and he's really really educated on baseball and I, I don't think people would you know who have casually seen him punt or win super bowls knows how how details and how much he knows about baseball cool wow excellent you know dave and i we, we do a fantasy football league and we're, we're like all into it we have yeah. like a live draft yeah. like every year my fun of us and yeah, <laughs> yeah well, like, we actually have a championship belt that we have for pro our league belt. like a yeah. pro wrestling wwe style belt we we have like a live draft or this big board and we're putting like people's names up on it and i have ribs on the smoker so we like do this like every like year and, and tradition you make we, it fun it's great. we talk smack to one another on the phone all the time yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's what it's there for it's great so you get involved with john and then um this uh, opportunity in portland comes around so let's talk about the attraction to portland because you you had mentioned that you've done some you'd done some work previously in portland yeah but what's so i mean there are a lot of people that have wanted to come to Portland to bring baseball to Portland yeah. or baseball was here and they wanted to continue on with it. But what is it about Portland? Uh, we, I guess it's the thing that I've always wanted to know. We haven't been able to talk to Bing Russell because he's passed away. Yeah. You know, there's all these other people. But what is it about Portland that's so attractive? Well, it, interestingly, you know, I was – I think John and I were both open to and sort of was like – would look at almost any market. Right. You know, we're, so we're starting from the ground floor. It's like – where is that? What is it? What's the league? What's the thing? So we we really tr- you know when Portland became available as an as an option to come in, you know it, it was I mean say no brainer. But it's like you know he he spent he used to live in Portland. I don't think people know that. No, he, no. he, he used to that. train in Portland a long a while ago, and he used to go to Blazer games all the time. And I I'm up here a lot because I work with at my marketing company Collide. We work with a number of brands up here as well. So mm-hmm. I spend time here, and I so we both are big fans of of the city. So when this this came about, it was really interesting, and we and interestingly we liked everything about it except we were very concerned at the time about the league we were in. Hmm. Um, when we first came in and the Portland came in, it was in the Great West League. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the Great West League folded. About a month ago. Oh no! So there it is. That's a collectible no, Great, Great West League hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were um, we were apprehensive about you know we want about what what the future of that would be. So when we when we came in and we sort of we spent a year in that in that league, we were very much looking you know looking at options and figuring out how we could you know parlay it into something like the West Coast League, which is a phenomenal league. It's been around for a really okay. long time. So you know there were a lot of things to consider in that, but. You know what? What we liked about it, obviously, was it was very raw. You know, it was it was it seemed very organic in how it mm. was created, and we sort of said, "Well, you know, that's amazing. Like, let's let's." I think my friend, like, let's go in. The first thing we're going to do is, you know, I'll go. Let's go change the logo. Let's go change the thing. Let's go change this. And you know, after like, and, and which was ridiculous because after kind of spending a few, you know first few games and getting to know it and seeing what it was, it was like. That would be that would be bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's this is a this is a very very special place. Walker Stadium is is so rooted in history. We have so many people that say oh, I played little league here and oh, cool. know, years and years ago. And and what we've done with that stadium, I mean, we we've, we've really invested with between the pickles and Parks and Rec. We've put so much money and time into the stadium. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And when people haven't seen it and seen what we've done to it, they're incredibly 
surprised and impressed. And I think what makes it so special is this isn't a park. You know, this isn't some big stadium. Mm-hmm. This is this is in a park surrounded by huge trees. It is our yeah. field of dreams. That's yeah. Cool. And and I think that everyone goes there feels feels that they're in something that's very special. Yeah, I feel like when I, I went to it the first time, it was it felt like it was this little gem tucked away yeah. in a part of Portland. And like you said, it's surrounded by a park, so it gives you that comfortable feeling when you when you go there. And I, I had a good time with my family when I was able to go there. That's great. I, I, someone once told me a, a story, and they um, they they were comparing it to the hops games, and they said, "Oh, you know." Uh, someone was asking someone, like, oh, "What's different between the hops and the pickles?" And and this guy goes, "Oh, well, the hops is this great." It's a great, really cool stadium, and you know the dad can bring the family and have a couple beers. And the Pickles, it's a really great stadium, great environment. The dad can come and get totally wasted. <laughs> like, like, that's pretty cool. Like, it's all, you know, and I'm like, that's oddly kind of what this is. It's that's like, uh, it's kind of a party. Um, it's, it's, it's a party that every generation feels comfortable a, in. A true kind of carnival celebration. It's, yeah. We're very carny. I think it's something right. we can, we're going to, you know, continue to, you know, evolve from but a little more buttoned down, a little yeah. buttoned down, but not That's too good. buttoned down. But, gotcha. but you've got you have every generation. You have purists who really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You've got families that are great, and you've got kids that are just rolling down hills and having a great time. And there's always giveaway items. We've got 24 beers on tap. There's something for everybody. You got a diverse crowd. That's fantastic. We do. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I huh. I read a uh, an article, um, and obviously you clearly hit it on hit on this during our first episode and you talked about how much of a fan of minor league sports that you were and and but it also talked about how you wanted to bring the Mexican baseball league experience to Portland. Yeah. What is it about that that well, we're going to do that this Portland? year? Yeah. We're going to do a Mexican Mexican baseball night. Uh, the Mexican Mexico Mexico gets the experience. They understand mm. that every night is an event. Every night you have a game, it's an event. And it, you have to treat it as an event. There has to be a theme. There has to be oh, okay. there has to be elements of it that are exciting and interesting. And the fans have to be engaged in that. It's theater. It's yeah. theater. And and the the, the game I say is I say I always I don't I don't want purists to get too angry with me, but the game <laughs> is a bonus. Um, the, the game is great. The game is a part of it, but it's not the end all. Because if you you know you've gone to games and you've seen crowds, and if it's like if it's not that, lo- that's what's been missing when I've gone to certain minor league yeah. games is that that's been missing. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, so that's and, good. And it's very hard. It's very hard to do, and it's hard to do because you don't always have a fan base that's always going to be there. And we sold out most games last year, and you know, and I. I if we're on our trajectory now, we're going to sell out most of the games prior to the season, uh, which is wow. an incredible feat going to our fourth year. But you know, like I said, I credit all the fans in the area and how they've really rallied around it. But it's it, it is a it is a it's, it is a spectacle. It's a great mm-hmm. place for people to go, and it's a great community aspect of it. And you got to have the fans involved. I mean, one of the coolest things that, that I that that happened, you know, that's happened from the first year. And now, now it's like, everyone's like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Where, when, in the first season that, you know, the, the pickle scored a run and, and the bullpen, and he said, it's, it's very DIY. So the bullpen chairs are, you know, just regular fold-out chairs. And the bullpen all raised their fold-out chairs over their heads to sort of, hey, we scored a run. So that started to spread. And through the second season, 
the dugout started to all raise their chairs. And then and the third season, now all the fans raise their chairs. <laughs> That's yes. organic and awesome. Wow. It's awesome. So and now we last year, which we saw, which was so incredible, the fans started to make their own like cardboard chair cutouts. Because <laughs> if they sat in the good in the box seats, they they can't yeah. take their chairs off. Yeah. So they made their own chairs to hold up every time oh, they so scored cool. runs. Wow. And, and like I said, you can't make it up. It's just that's just one of those special the things. Kids that will happens. remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's my job to say that's awesome. We need to make hats with chairs on them, and we need to sell chairs and get people out nice. there, and, and we need more chairs to raise. So that's my job is to say, everyone loves this. This is awesome. How do we, how do we amplify it? How do we make sure. it better? Sure. Let's talk about the players themselves. I mean, you've got, according to you know, looking at the site and so on, you're not taking a, a, a kid that's a senior in college, but rather you're taking them prior to their senior year in college. What is it about having college students, college student athletes, mm-hmm. baseball athletes on your team yeah. for this particular league? It's really interesting because this is a new, somewhat of a new phenomenon. I okay. would say even when I started going to minor league games, this this league didn't none of this level existed. And what's so cool about that is, and we're not allowed to take seniors; they have to have a year of eligibility left. Okay. And every team in our league is allowed to have six incoming freshmen. And then everyone else has to be at least have a year of eligibility left to play. So, okay. So, what we really have is an incredible audition for the draft, and that's what's it's it's it's, it's, it's good and bad as far as a competitive playing set. But we're we're gonna have dozens of guys drafted at, right off our team every year. So guys may come play for a week, and then the draft happens, mm. and they're gone. So you gotta have to be somewhat like, well, this guy's definitely going, so we shouldn't we shouldn't have him. We need to have the guy right under him, or mm-hmm. figure out how to how to build your team out so that you're competitive and you don't lose everybody. Um, but it's an incredible thing. We have scouts out all the time um, looking at guys that are going to be major leaguers. And in like I said, mm. in our last two year, our last year we had two guys drafted and two wow. guys uh, signed, and one of our best. Our best hitter is Andrew Clark, who was who started at UCLA and went down to San Diego, uh, and then last year and, and didn't get drafted, which was actually a big surprise. I won a bunch of bets on it somehow, but you know he didn't he didn't get drafted, um, and and I, I we, no one really understands why. So he's like, I'll come back and play for a month or so. He played crushed, crushed again. Was hitting like four thirty. Oh man, leading wow. the home runs in half of the season. Signed a deal with the Giants. Giants came, saw him, said, That's you're awesome. out. Wow. So he was sitting, he literally came up and was like, I can't play today. I just signed with the Giants. You're like, that's okay. We're yeah. like, no, we were going for a pennant. You need to get your ass in that box. So no, so it was great. So it was super happy for him. It was, I mean, it's a, you know, it's the greatest thing you could have happen to somebody. And especially, especially it's a great forum that you said, like, this guy, you know, obviously a smart kid going to a great school, but had the opportunity to play baseball and people, every team passed on him how many times. And then they're like, Whoa. And we were able to provide that sort of audition that he got the shot. And now he's going to be reporting to spring training in Arizona. So that's excellent. amazing. That's amazing. We had another guy, you know, signed by the Brewers and we've got a few other, and you know, we had guys drafted by Kansas city and the Yankees last year. And they said, we, we we're just starting. So, yeah. you know, yeah. our team next year is going to be, I mean, our, just our, you know, our roster that we're working on, it's all like pac 12 schools are incredible, got incredible players. And, and you probably end up with a few local kids too. Yeah. We'd love to. And I think, I think the local kids are great because the fans really, you know, they, they bring out a lot of people, but the fans really gravitate towards them. And the, yeah. you know, the pilots especially is, you had a Clackamas community. Is it Lane community college or Clackamas community college? kid on your team this past season didn't you i'm not sure if we had clackamas we had um 
we we had well Portland we do we we definitely have a bunch of guys from Portland when we moved up into the new league okay. they, a lot of the guys who we had couldn't like let's say had they we moved up a real level so they know, weren't ready to transition yet they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't there so you know it was you know a lot of our GM at the time was like I don't even know if they can compete in this league like it's you know, we're really moving up a level and then we uh, we had the best record in the league last year so that's awesome you know it was great and it was nice as an expansion team in the West Coast League to be to have the best record in the league and mm-hmm. lose to the Corvallis Knights in the playoffs, but we'll get them this year. We've, wow. we've got we've got some big plans for them. So I got to ask this question because this is the one I've been thinking about. How does this not ruin their eligibility to play um, collegiate baseball? Because they're essentially, I mean, to me, they're coming to play minor league to make minor league baseball. Whereas it feels like if they're in yeah. any other sport, mm-hmm. that they would lose their eligibility well, because they're coming. The well, there's a couple of things. One, they they don't get paid. So they're not allowed to get paid. Um, and then a lot of these guys want them to play in the summer because they need them to stay focused and warm and work on things. Mm-hmm. And I think this is different between like good programs for collegiate level and bad programs is that we work with their coaches of all these schools. Uh, so he'll say, you know, I'm going to send you this guy. And, and I think it's, and there's a huge responsibility for us to say, Oh, well, we need to work him at second base or he's having issues with this hitting this pitch. Um, what's also incredible is that we're wood bat. Most of these kids have never. Yeah, held a wood bat, and it's really fascinating, and, and it's a great lesson for me. I didn't realize, you know, hitting certain pitches with a wood bat compared to a metal bat is like you're not going to hit them. So we've had guys smaller sweet spot, yeah, it's totally different, yeah. and you know, it's a huge adjustment. So you know, we've had guys that come over all American, crushing ball, everything. It's like we're going to throw this outside pitch. And they can't hit it, or they every time they hit, they break the bat. That's a hundred bucks. <laughs> so yeah. you don't want to break bats. And so he's like, "Well, don't throw, don't don't pitch me there." It's like, "Hey, this is you're learning here. Like you're going to have to learn how to hit this pitch with a wooden bat, and that's mm-hmm. part of their progression." So mm-hmm. it's really cool to see them working with the coaches and see them get better. Like we had six incoming freshmen last year um, who were stars in their high schools, and they've never played nine inning games before. You know? Yeah. So they're really Let alone use a wood bat, I wood mean, bat, yeah. and traveling to Canada and doing all these oh, things. Man. So it's a it's an incredible experience for a lot of these kids, and it's it's really new. And I don't think you expect it's like you know suck it up, get out there. But it, it is a new thing for you know an 18, 19 year old kid mm-hmm. to go out there and who have been all stars their whole life. Yeah. And top. like the top, and this is a took very competitive league. So you definitely see what these kids are made of. Yeah. So your skipper has to be kind of that. The mentor, the counselor, the yeah. working with the—I'm sure they do a lot of work with the collegiate managing, coaches. Managing some yes. egos of the young kids. So yeah, we have a totally. phenomenal coaching staff, and and they they really do a great job. And, they, and the way they delegate different things is, you know, our head coach Justin Marcus does a great job, really managing the team and building lineups and understanding that process. And then Mags, our hitting coach, uh, is you know the head coach over at Clark County's and. He, Great hitting coach and Zach Miller, our pitching coach, and Jim Hopples, our, our you know bench coach, and these guys. I mean, they're all head coaches in their own right, but they all come together very selfishly and decide how they can help these kids and help them put together a team. And our season's very short, you know. I mean, we're talking about sixty games three months. in seventy days or something like that. Seventy day season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're, yeah, oh, okay. we're, we'll we'll start off the first week in June and we'll go to about mid August if we you know when we're in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh. It's it's short, and they've got to bond quickly, and they've got to get them, and they learn who you know what, who who their guys are. So it's they do a phenomenal job. And then, and then when they come in here, you're you're not only having to have to transition them from their collegiate 
to wood bat, but then you're taking them away from, you know, where they're, they're comfortable putting them in a new city. Then you're pairing them with a, a family so yeah. they can, they can stay there. How is that, adjustment. how does that pairing go? <laughs> well, it's actually, it's incredible. And I think it really, once again, the community is so incredible um, that we have so many host families that take these kids in. They'll take one kid, they'll take two kids and they'll, they'll put them up. And it's not like, Hey, I got a bed in the, in the basement. It's like, Hey, they feed these kids. They take them out. I've seen them take them. They come out to dinner. They become part of the family. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. It's really, it's really cool to see. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really neat experience for them. And, and, and they, and like you said, talk about a transition year. I mean, for an 18 year old, 19 year old kid to come out of any of these cities to live in one of these families, to learn all this stuff over a two or three month period, and they've all come back like it's the best summer of my life. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we've started to see them now over a couple of years go on to doing great things. And Bobby Kinney, one of our you know fan favorite players now, got a job right out of uh, out of college with the Rays, and uh, and he's working at the Rays in the front office. Oh, and, very cool. Uh, I mean, talking about a progressive system, and he's you know showing me like how you know what all the analytics and how they work through things and it's it's incredible so it's, mm-hmm. it's so rewarding to see these kids go on to cool yeah. stuff so if one of our listeners wants to become a sponsor a family sponsor mm-hmm. how, how do they how can they go about doing that just hit us up you can you can you can email me you can hit up portlandpicklesbaseball.com um, you can always email us any any hit us on social hit us on anything um, we'd love to have host families it's it's a it's a phenomenal experience so how okay so if if they want to be a host family do they have to be within a certain mile radius of the stadium itself depends how nice their houses (laughs) (laughs) i I think i think anyone that wants to give up something and give up space in their house we can always we'll we'll make it work and we have a terrific sponsorship with with lyft and lyft helps get you know our players to the stadium Mm -hmm. all the time so uh, we, we can make anything work and and you do get free tickets too while they last so it's oh, good wow. to be a host family. Playoff tickets too? No. Uh, <laughs> playoff tickets are tough. Yeah. Wow. I'm just kidding. So if people are interested, sell, sell us a little bit more. Sell us, not not you, sell us, but sell us on on the kind of uh, the pickles experience here. Yeah. And and what what that that few hours might look like or how that might differ from say another minor league experience like or the Salem Volcanoes, for example, yeah. or the how it might how it might differ. You know, I think that I think every team is going to take on a bit of a different personality based okay. on maybe their ownership group and maybe their, you know, the the the, the areas in which where they are and where they're located and, and you know, so for us the experience is 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 so important. I think that the fact that we do really fun nights, the thing that we do, we we we. We challenge people there to, to do new things and try stuff. Um, we really we're very accessible, um, so we like we, we you know owners, staff, everyone's always out and always trying to make the experience better for people. We have 20, over twenty two beers on tap. That should be enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have full bars. Uh, we have you know very limited. Uh, seating and then we have berms so they're very it's very family friendly and i think what's our ticket prices are ridiculously cheap i mean we're talking we have seven eight dollar tickets like uh, the most expensive ticket is you know probably fifteen dollars it's like it's accessible for everyone and we want it to be there for everybody we don't want cost to be a barrier for everyone not coming out and enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. um you know I, i I come back to this uh, you know, after the season, we got a, a message on, on Twitter from a fan 
who said that they were, you know, they live in the area for a long time. They've been, they, they deal with depression and different things. And they, that this season and this team made them, made him, made him feel great and took him out of his depression and gave him something to be a part of and feel that he was, he was a part of. And I, I just, that to me is, is kind of why we, we do this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it, it makes it feel that we're doing the right thing and it makes us feel that, you know, that's, that's the community element that we can make mm-hmm. everyone feel that we're all together and we're going to beat Corvallis and we're all a part of this. <laughs> beat Corvallis. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone knows Corvallis wins every year now. Yeah, so okay. we're, we're, you know, they, they've got it coming. Yeah. But we, but I, but I think that that's, I don't want to overshadow. I do think it's really important that it's not too late. Like come and be a part of this because what we're, what we're building and growing here you know, our vibe is, I, I don't want to explain it because I think it's, it means different things to different people, but mm-hmm. it really is a, it is a DIY experience. It is like, hey, you can, you can show up in the middle of a park and build something that's where thousands of people come out and, 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 and all together become part of one thing. And that to me is, is very special and, and very rare. And you said, we go to, we see a lot of games, and a lot of stadiums and they don't, they don't all have that. Um, and this is still new enough and young enough um, that we'd like to be there for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we 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 want everyone to sort of. It's a responsibility that we have to to continue to work harder and harder to make it better and better. Yeah, creativity, it, com- community, and sustainability. Yeah, let's talk about for the sure. creativity. You had uh, created Hat Dill City. Dill City. You've yeah. you've had the connections with the Portland Trailblazers. You're 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 reaching out and you're trying to become a bigger part of the community by, you know, forming these partnerships with some of the other professional sports league, you know, yeah. teams in the city and then amongst other groups in the city. And so what is it about this? Like what, what was that experience like, you know, with that, well, the Blazers and so on? I think it's, I think it's really, like, I don't want to be siloed. I just don't think it's any, there's any value to being siloed. Okay. I want, I think our success is the city's success and, and the, the companies that made the city great before we started. Um, and I, I, I reached out to the Blazers CMO and, and basically said, Hey, I'm a Blazer fan. I don't know if you know what we're doing out here, but if you want to come to a game, I'd love to have you and show you what we're doing. And, came out and said it was amazing and loved it and we've become friends and mm-hmm. you know and, and and really it's like hey could we do something really cool and we'll do a profit split that goes to the blazer foundation and they're like yeah we can <laughs> so i don't think it's as simple as asking but i think it's as simple as saying you know I, I don't i don't want we should never be exclusive like i want to work with everyone who has a cool idea and i want to foster that creativity so the dill city cats and the dill city was awesome and mm-hmm. i want to keep building those out and doing them because I think they're I think they're fun and just for my own personal thing I love building I love doing merch lines I love doing that and mm-hmm. uh, and I, so I think it's really fun and I think that the fans really really liked it as well and I also think it kind of gives us a national stage for some of these pieces too I mean when you know when we did Twin Peaks night for no real reason other than <laughs> why not why not, yeah. why not? Yeah. on my yeah on my day job i get to work with showtime who are amazing people and i was like you know this is actually a really interesting fit and let's tell people to dress up as their favorite character and we'll give away you know really cool hats and do something fun and play spooky music and and uh and showtime was like okay and then we did it and people really dressed up and they had the best time and we had a costume contest on the field and oh, nice. and people still come up and be like hey are we going to do that again and I was like I well, stuff works in this yeah. I tell you what are you going to do here. like a retro night like a like maybe like 
Because, like, you know, Portlandia did the song, like, 90s is Alive in Portland. It's like, you should do, you should do something like that. Well, we did it. We did do an... We satires did an, of satires. We did, yeah. <laughs> we did an 80s night last year where we, we gave away free sunglasses because, you know, the future is so bright, you got to wear shades. Mm-hmm. And, right, right, uh, yeah. and we're talking about some other things for this year. Um, and it's funny because, I, like I said, I think where you're going with those is, is I don't want to do nights just because people do nights. So I don't want to... It's like... Oh, it's Star Wars night. Well, everyone does Star Wars yeah. night. Everyone does superhero night. I want to do something ridiculous, but something that if people are really passionate about and think that it would be really fun. We have this huge venue. We have a lot of people. What can we do mm-hmm. that really is interesting and fun and, and, and unique to Portland and to baseball fans? Okay. Yeah. And we can wear weird jerseys if we want. We can make cool hats and then... You know, auction them off for charities. We can do all these fun things. So yeah. crisscross day, backward pants, backward jersey day. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they well, the coaches do get mad though when you cross their so those lines, they get yeah. mad. Baseball purists. Baseball so purists. You should do the uh, the the baseball shorts day where because they they there's White a couple, well there's a couple times like in I know the Beavers back in the day there's one year where the Portland Beavers wore they they switched from pants to shorts because it was said that it would make them run faster on the field. So you, <laughs> I don't mean, I don't maybe, like, maybe oh, recommend oh. it for the players, uh, they are like the baseball yeah, shorts. Like, but the nineties, like a nineties night would be kind of funny. Cause I went to a, a I was just in Dallas and I went to a Mavericks game and they had nineties night and they did all these like little things with like the nineties. And I'm like, I was, they had all these songs and I was like naming off all the songs. Yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm old, <laughs> like naming off all the songs. And they had kid in play. Really? Like, yes. That's a, that's a night. They had kid yeah. in play like at halftime. So it was that's like, well, it was interesting. So they like, could do like a nineties night, you know, and I'd maybe, maybe get Pearl Jam down. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they've got some free time. Yeah. You yeah. Can bring, bring them down. They're baseball guys though. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely some good Seattle or, fans we can bring you down. You know, you have Nirvana, you have the Nirvana connection. So maybe Foo Fighters would come. Oh yeah. They're up for it. Yeah. Free beer? Yeah. Come on, it's a they good probably, gig. They probably wouldn't tell anybody. They just show up. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. They make some oh, yeah. barbecue and yeah. show up. Food fighters. <laughs> I bring my like smoker. We'll make barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> See? Do it yeah. right. We did a Bigfoot night last year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. We did a Bigfoot spotting and. <laughs> cool. did, you, did you dress up as Bigfoot? Like well, kind of walk around the thing. So that was sort of the joke. Was that it was a Bigfoot spotting night? So there was no Bigfoot sighting. Ah. <laughs> right, right. So he didn't actually show. That was sort of the joke. Right? Oh, nice. <laughs> there, there it is. It's yeah, a yeah. little lackluster. It's the actually. process, not the yeah, process. Yeah, it didn't really quite turn out yeah. the way we'd hope. But it's cool. You know, live and learn. Excellent. Well, is there what what other things you got coming up for like this year for for the team and kind of what you, what what should we look forward to as fans? Well, there's a lot of there's actually a lot of cool things we're working on now, and I think we'll as we get into January, February, we're going to be able to announce everything. We've got a, our our schedule is close to done, so we have some dates up on the site now. Um, but it's we're gonna it's going to be really special this year. I, we're, we're really we're starting earlier than we ever have. Uh, we're building out a lot of new things. This the stadium is finally done. We've put a lot into all the infrastructure, so I think that'll that'll be great. And we, I, I don't want to give out too many surprises, but there are some surprises that are coming and some, a lot of new things. So we'll have a lot of baseball out at Walker stadium um, that we'll be able to talk about in the next couple months. So it's keep following us on socials. I think our, mm-hmm. you know, our Instagram, you know, Portland pickles, baseball, 
follow us on those things as we kind of start to roll these things out. Um, you know, it'll it'll you know you want to be a part of it, and especially if if you are interested in tickets or season tickets, um, now would be the time. There, there there may only be a few of the the box seats left. And what's cool about Walker Stadium, which is incredible, I think this is why it spoils me. I don't like going to major league games anymore as much. Is that your seats are closer to um, the batter's box than the pitcher's mound. Mm-hmm. Um, you are right right in there awesome. and those they hear you i mean you want to heckle you want to get on people you yeah. can get on people johnny, L, johnny L, yeah. <laughs> our buddy will be we'll yeah. okay good you're yeah. right there we need them we yeah. need we need more cheering so. yeah so let's talk let's let's talk about the mascot because you know the the name mm-hmm. uh, apparently went from what i read was up for public vote and you know people gave the opinion and then there's some come across well the pickle you're in a pickle you can get into a pickle and like the game um so what was what was told to you about about the naming and so on i've heard quite a few different stories about it. i mean it definitely was something i think that originally there were there were a there were finalists there were about five finalists that came and um i know one of the ones that was very close to it was the was a mud hound I believe. Um, and there is, if you look in the Urban Dictionary for that, there is something that isn't associated with the animal that you might think it is. So I'm really glad that wasn't what was chosen. <laughs> Run it by some teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't use yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of the pickle initially until I really got into understanding everything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's, it's. I mean, it's incredible. And Dylan as, a, as our mascot and our character as the pickle is a tremendous personality and it's 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 one of those things where i mean everyone wants their picture with dylan i mean that's just he's he's fun summertime gigantic he's a pickle he's wearing a baseball he does funny things yeah it's cool he's some you know it's 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 good it's good yeah Um, i saw this i was reading the story about dylan and Coming from a little seed planted out in the field, <laughs> and it's like got his own narrative. That's awesome. like, yeah, it's like his own narrative. So go check it out on the Portland Pickles website. It'll tell you all about how Dylan was farmed. That's right. But uh, you know, this has been this has been fantastic. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm really, committing. Uh, I'm committing to get out there. Uh, yeah. Committing to get out there this summer. Now that I know a little bit more about it, and getting getting some crews together. Yeah, and uh, checking that out because that that's how I'd like to spend some of my evenings this summer. Yeah. And listen, it's for, it's for everyone. We want as many people to come and experience it, enjoy it. And, and always, you know, for you guys, everyone who's listening to come and say hi to me, say hi to everyone. We're, you know, we're, it's a big family out there and we, we want everyone to be happy. And if there's anything that's can be improved, we want to know about that as well. And, you know, and, and, and keep doing what we do. Cause you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a big group. Everyone works incredibly hard all year round to put these, these events on and this game on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hopefully, I think people appreciate it. You know, and the great thing that I, in closing, that I that I saw is is that I think the Portland it was either this year or last year that the uh, that you guys because of the the kids that are coming here, the players that their families maybe not able to come, so you started broadcasting some of the games on Facebook. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I, you know, we started in the second season testing it, and then last year um, we put a full everything we put into we built a. We kind of invested in a whole new camera system, um, so we have it's a two it's a two plus camera feed now. 
um, with uh, our announcer, and it's, it's we broadcast live on Facebook. Uh, every game oh, in its entirety cool. and the post game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's um it, it's great and I, I've even when I've been traveling and couldn't be at a game I, I'd be able to watch and I said I want to watch it like I'm there so it's important mm-hmm. that the, the broadcast looks great. So we are totally committed to to doing that this year as well. And you said families come from all over the world. So it's probably something that's fairly unique to your yeah. franchise, I'm sure. It is. I mean, we've yeah. got, we've got people everywhere. We've got, like I said, we have families from everywhere. Um, okay. And so it's, and, and now our fans are growing considerably. And what's fun about Facebook is you can see all the people that are watching and you can comment and talk about things. And it's, it's interactive. It's, it's very interactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's great. And that's one of those things where it says, Hey, we don't have a league wide deal. We're allowed to go and broadcast. And cool. not everyone wants to broadcast your games for free. Um, we really want to because we, we want, like I said, we want to expose it and be available to everybody. Do you find yourself on Facebook talking to people during the games? Uh, only under the Portland Pickles name. Okay. Yes, I do. On the down low. I'm the down low. I'm oddly on social. I don't have personal socials so much, um, but I do enjoy commenting or being uh, the Portland Pickles and uh, you know, liking when people are talking about it or making a, a little funny emoji when they say cool things. Have you dressed up as, as Dylan at all? Um, I have not. Um, not to say that I wouldn't. I, <laughs> this is one of those I things. That you do there that. are a lot of things that I haven't done yet that I want to. I haven't like, taken. Like list, yeah. I haven't taken batting practice yet. Something I mm-hmm. want to do. Um, I I want to stand in the box against one of these guys throwing a ninety plus and see Ooh. what that looks like. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Hear it like Scary. streaming by you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Put a hole streaming in your by leg. my leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shave your, yeah. your beard. Brush yeah. it back. <laughs> well, I, listen, the best part is like if he drills me, I'm just like, you're out. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Pack your stuff. So hopefully there's an incentive to not drill me. Um, but there's there's a few things around that I want to try. I want to try different things and experience the game. And what I started doing last season is I started walking around different parts. So I watched the game as much as I could from different areas with different fans to see their oh, perspective. Cool. Um, which is cool. And I went up loving sitting out in the outfield. Um, we have this guy, Ron, who we, who we call or he calls himself the keeper of the K's. And he has a whole box of the K's. So when right. the pitcher strikes him out, he, he lines up the K's on the fence. Yeah. And from all we can understand is he started this on his own and just sort of does it. And he's amazing. Now he's an institution. He's yeah. an institution. I mean, he's the, he's great. Uh, so I and, and he's got a whole style. He takes it out and he shakes it to the left. <laughs> he shakes to the right and then he places the K on the fence. Baseball superstition. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. So I, I, I've really enjoyed kind of going out there and watching the game with him and hearing his perspective because they're, they're just ripping on the left fielder too, which is kind of fun <laughs> to see how that goes. So there's a lot of nuances to park, which is fun because you've got your picnic tables in the outfield. Mm-hmm. You can hang out there. You've got the berms, the family berm, the one that's a little bit more drinking heavy. And then you've got, you know, really nice seats. So it's there's a lot of places to kind of camp out. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Alan, thank you for, for coming on your show. I know that you're a busy person and it means a lot that you've taken the time out of your schedule to come on and, and just talk with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. You're the first yeah. owner that we've had. <laughs> this is exciting. On. It's great. Uh, well, I'm happy to be here. And I, Liz, I appreciate what you guys are doing in supporting baseball and supporting culture in Portland and anything we can do I think it's I think it's a great thing that you're doing and I think we should all try to support each other so we can all kind of rise up and do these cool things absolutely well any any last thoughts Alan for uh, we head off here go Orioles <laughs> we, need a, we need a GM and a good off season yeah well my my, my Sox might be Red good. Sox they might be good it. yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's not good, good. it's not yeah. good no. I know 
Well, um, again, thank you for coming on. Um, we're going to sign off. I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Alan. And uh, thank you for coming on and have a great day. Peace out. <laughs>